We want to explore all sports and competitions on a deeper level in order to understand the less mainstream topics and events. We here at Deep Dive Sports not only want you to walk away having learned something, but for us to have learned something new as well. Now don't get us wrong, we will do our best to cover the big events, but our main goal is to give you a different perspective on some of the overlooked sports and competitions across the globe. We hope you're ready to learn, laugh, and have fun because we are excited to bring you this podcast. Please sit back, relax, and dive deep into these topics with us. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of David Explains, presented by Deep Dive Sports. In this episode, I will explain the history of the Cleveland Browns, one of the most historic franchises in football. However, in telling this history, I want to break it down into two different segments or eras those being the Arthur McBride and the Art Modell eras. I wanted to focus on these two eras primarily because they were the ones who would define the franchises for generations. The Cleveland Browns were created in 1944 by businessman Arthur McBride for the purpose of joining the All-American Football Conference, in which they would start playing in 1946. Now, To understand how the Browns became the team that they are today, we need to understand the man behind the organization, Arthur B. McBride. Born in Chicago, Illinois in 1888, McBride, like many of the other youth during the era, would sell newspapers on the street corner, which means he had to be very creative on how he sold the papers to the public. As a result of his ingenuity and creativeness, Newspaper businesses would refer him over some of the other sellers. He would eventually end up becoming the director of circulation for the Cleveland News, a business that was super competitive in the area. However, he was able to grow the amount of subscribers or the circulation from 70,000 to 100,000. There were other examples that would show how McBride bought and built the team that would define a city for generations. As a result of his connections in the newspaper business, he would eventually be able to buy what would become the Browns. However, in 1942, he would attempt to buy the Cleveland Rams, which were already in the area, from Dan Reeves, who owned several supermarkets. Fortunately, Reeves did not agree to sell the team, and we got the Browns two years later in 1944. Arthur McBride hired Paul Brown to coach the Browns, who already was a very popular coach during the time when he started the team. The reason why Paul Brown was a very popular coach at the time was because shortly before joining the Browns, he was coaching the football program at The Ohio State University. When the team was created, they joined the All-American Football Conference, also known as the AAFC, which can be compared to the modern-day NFL. Now, I say the team was created in 1944, but wouldn't start play until 1946. The reason for this was because of World War II, and many of the players would be over either in, would either be in Europe or in the Pacific. So in the 10 years after the war, the Cleveland Browns were one of the greatest teams in history. During that time frame, they went 52 and four with three ties, while winning all four. AAFC championships, an accomplishment that was made possible by many of the Browns' all-time great players. That included quarterback Otto Graham, fullback Marion Motley, and tackle kicker Lou Groza. 
this team was so dominant during this 10-year span that they were one of the reasons that the AAFC was disbanded and the NFL was actually created. For example, when the Browns joined the NFL, people expected them to absolutely fail. However, ended up winning championships four times in six years from this 1950 season to the 1955 season. Then they also proceeded to be dominant in the league till the 80s and 90s. However, you cannot talk about the history of the Browns without talking about Arthur Art Modell. Now I move on to an era that for many is highly debatable, but most likely disliked by modern fans of the team. Arthur Art Modell was born on June 23rd, 1925 in Brooklyn, New York. And from an early age, he saw the ugly side of business, mainly because of his father. His father, George Modell, at the time was a wine sales manager when the 1929 stock market crash happened and lost everything. He would later die when Art was only 14 years old. And because of this tragic event in his life, at the age of 15, had to drop out of school in order to help support his family. Modell would eventually go into the television industry, which was a growing business during the mid to late 40s. He took advantage of the growing opportunity to start his own production company, and it took off from there. Modell would eventually go on to the L.H. Hartman Company based in New York in 1954, which would lead to his purchase of the Gold Seal Vineyards in 58. So being the successful businessman that he was, this allowed him to buy the Cleveland Browns in 1961 from Arthur McBride for the sum of $4 million. The point that I want to make with either of these men is that neither of them started out as these wealthy businessmen like many of today's owners are. They were people that were hardworking, blue-collared men who hustled their butts off to get to where they were in life, which is why I think that the city of Cleveland really embraced the team with open arms because of these factors, which is also what made the move to Baltimore so difficult for the fans. Art Modell moved the team to Baltimore for the 1996 football season. He moved the team with the idea that the team he would create in Baltimore would be a brand new team. The history and team name of the Browns would stay in the city of Cleveland if they were to return, which they did in 1999. There were many reasons why the team moved in 1996. When Modell made the announcement in 1995, he owned Cleveland Municipal Stadium and prior to the move, shared the venue with the Cleveland Indians. What many people don't really know is that Municipal Stadium was falling apart and Modell needed two things to happen in order to stay. He needed the Indians to stay in the stadium. However, the baseball club got a brand new stadium and moved out after the 1993 season, causing Modell to lose a ton of revenue. And keep in mind, the city also financially supported the move of the Indians to Jacob's now progressive field. The city also promised him that they would fund the renovation of Cleveland Stadium. But by the time the announcement occurred, there was very little to absolutely no money left over. Like I said before, that was mainly because the city supported both the Indians and the Cavaliers in their brand new stadiums at the time, which were Jacobs Field and the Gund Arena. On side note, 
the city finally passed the syntax needed to help make those renovations happen shortly after the announcement was made. But it was way too late to save the team from moving. So between Modell going into massive debt as a result of the stadium falling apart and, in a way, getting screwed by the city of Cleveland, I can't blame Modell for considering other options that would help him in the long run because he was really only given two options. One, sell the team to a new owner, or two, move the team to another city. After the move, the team would not come back until the 1999 season under the ownership of Al Lerner. However, in the 20 years since, they have not been the same team as they were before the move to Baltimore. In the light of the most recent playoff run, we can only hope that this current team can bring back the team that many fans remember. Now, to finish off this episode, I want to mention some of the most notable players and coaching staff. As I mentioned before, I mentioned Otto Graham, Marion Motley, but I would also like to mention Paul Brown, for which the team got their namesake. Then there's Bill Belichick. There's also Jim Brown, Bill Willis, and Joe Thomas, just to name a few. To bring this to an end, I want to thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of David Explains. It was an absolutely great time looking up all this great information for you all. I plan on bringing more people onto the show in the future to discuss more great sports history, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and I will see you in the next one. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.